Hello, everyone. This is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling Magazine, welcoming you to our latest EW Executive Insights podcast. We'll be joined today by Keith Eagle, the Vice President and General Manager for Signify's U.S. Professional Channel. With all that's going on in the world of LED lighting, we thought it would be a great time to chat with Keith about the changes and challenges he sees for the lighting industry in 2022. you got an interesting background. I, like, I know myself and I know our listeners would certainly like to hear a bit more about it. Yeah, thanks, Jim, and thanks again for your listeners for, uh, for tuning in. A little bit about me, I've been in the electrical industry for uh, essentially my entire career, always on the manufacturing side, uh, primarily sales and marketing. I was in, and I've been in lighting uh, 90% of my career. Um, I did step out of, tried to step out of lighting, Jim, for about five years. When I was with Cooper, and then when uh, Eaton acquired Cooper in 2012, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to stay in the electrical industry, but go to a different segment. And a lot of our listeners are very well aware of what used to be Cooper Beeline, now Eaton Beeline. Um, I ran the commercial team for Beeline for four years and then transitioned into a industrial vertical leadership role within Eaton on the switchgear and overall portfolio side. Um, but like a lot of us in lighting, you can't get out. Into it. it, it's fortunate. What's great about a lot of great things about lighting, but it's something that really can impact uh, what we do see because you can't see the result, of course, and change people's uh, behavior and what we're trying to do. So I joined Signify a little over three years ago, uh, initially in a sales leadership role, and since has been expanded uh, to a VP general management role. And it's uh, it's been can't believe it's been three years. Time flies when you're having fun, especially the last two years in our new way of working. Yeah, uh, but so so excited to be with uh, Signify, the global leader. Uh, on your background, interesting that you know you've had uh, some positions, you know, in other uh, product verticals. But how did that help you out? Or do you see some similarities or differences when you got back in the lighting, you know, full throttle now? How, how's that all prepared you for your new response? You know, we're not new anymore, but your responsibilities there at Signify. Yeah, good good question. To take a step out of, of lighting, because we all have that centered, you know, that uh, north star of what lighting is, and the mm-hmm. lighting agent and the spec bid buy market. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I stepped out to go to at the time uh, Eaton Beeline, uh, it was really a different mindset because you, you don't have as many competitors. Uh, mm-hmm. Still very competitive, but not as many competitors. Uh, and it was it was primarily the stock and flow side of the business. There are some project business, but unlike lighting, it was predominantly uh, stock and flow. And we had supply agents, which is, and most of the listeners know the NIMRA sure. uh, side of the business, the pipe and wire agent community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they typically don't have another offering on their line card. Um, so you did have a strong partnership. So it gave me that lens with to increase the relationship with our distributor partners on stock and flow. And, uh, and really give, gave me the first exposure of my career to our to the supply agent community. You know, certainly some of the top of mind issues that we see in uh, in lighting and in the electrical market as a whole, a lot of talk about supply chain delays and price increases. And I just maybe if you could give our listeners an update on where you see in both those areas for Signify, what, what, what you folks are dealing with right now. Yeah, well, like all of us, <laughs> we wish we had a crystal ball. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we, all of us, did, I'm, I'm sure, and it's not just our material, but all, all commercial construction material uh, and really consumer material. Um, but we, we didn't think we'd be still be in this position in, in two years. Um, we think it will continue, but lessen through the end of 22. Um, not sure how long, how long it lasts, but we want to continue to uh, support our customers. Uh, and, and really what we've learned through this uh, the last two years is to remain agile. 
um, lever and also leverage our position in global scale as the world leader in lighting. And uh, yeah, how, how do we do that is, is first and foremost, um, increase our inventory and our stock and flow position uh, primarily around LED lamps. So what we do have available and what our distributor partners need, we have it in stocks. And, and also we expanded our footprint for, for our distribution network. Mm -hmm. uh, we added the distribution center uh, material in Chicagoland, okay. as well as the Atlanta Metro market, which were two new uh, distribution centers. That was in our plans, but we expedited that plan because of because of supply yeah. chain constraints. And and last but not least, we we were you know the local. We had a strategy before COVID to get more local for local manufacturing for the Americas in our market and less dependent on our uh, on our vertical integration import products that we have. Uh, so local for local, we started that uh, uh, middle of last year. So local for local in, in Mexico for U.S. products. So we're going to accelerate. We did accelerate that as well as we looked at products and how can we redesign our products with components that are easier to obtain and don't have as many constraints. Mm -hmm. um, so those were actually two, uh, two other areas we accelerated uh, because of the supply chain constraints. So being, being agile and make those investments and be able to pivot fast uh, were, were the key through, through this and are the key for, uh, for, for the future, regardless of how long this, the constraints are going to last. Sure. You know, when you look at actually, a company the size of Signify, playing in as many different aspects of the lighting market as you do, where, where do, uh, what is the contractor and distributor mix of it fit in? I know you deal a lot with spec lighting, perhaps some of the, the bigger jobs, but how, how do they fit into as business partners? You've been dealing with them. It's always been kind of woven into the fabric of Signify and Philips lighting, but maybe because there's certainly lots of different channels and people taking on your responsibilities and lighting and just maybe an overview of that would be of interest for our listeners today. Yeah, great. Not another great question. Yeah, yeah. Start, I'll start with our vision because uh, then we'll explain what, what's at the center of our vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, our vision is truly to become the undisputed leader in uh, sustainable and connected lighting solutions, um, as recognized by, by our team, our employees, uh, but more importantly, as, as recognized by our customers. And for us in our channel, the, the only way we can accomplish this vision and goals is to focus on the customer. And for in our channel, the center of the customer is the distributor partner. It's the center of everything that we do. Um, we try to do we try to do a lot of things, but if we listen and stay focused to our distributor partners, um, we will realize that sustainable growth. Um, and for the for the so the distributors at the center of everything that we do. Um, for the contractors, we try to incorporate as many labor savings features that we can. That way, they can do especially in today's times when we're all uh, have have uh, labor constraints that, that they can do more with less. Um, that's one, one element of the features we try to put into the product. And then the second one uh, that a lot of people don't think about, but is how we can bring sustainability for the contractor to have recycled packaging and less waste on the job site. Uh, so we're really looking at that. And then for, for the spec piece, as you, as you talked about some large jobs, we, will, we, it, we feel it's our job with our lighting agents uh, to create that demand uh, with and for our distributor partners to get that pull through business. Um, so we'll continue that. We feel like that that's our job to create that demand for that pull through business that we can generate together. Kind of a related question. Uh, I just always am interested in the, on the rep part of the business with your lighting <laughs> specialty business now. And I'm seeing more and more. And I noticed I, I saw uh, I know you've gotten more and more active through the number of type of agents, and maybe that would be a, a great time to talk a little bit about that, how you've moved in, uh, doing a lot more with the uh, pipe and wire agents and versus the role they play 
versus the uh, some of the larger, you know, special lighting specialty agents, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. If you go back over 20 years um, with advanced ballast only sure. and Phillips yeah. traditional conventional lamps, that was the route to market mm-hmm. was through the uh, NEMR or supply agent. Um, and really now with our broader portfolio on the luminaire side of the Genlight brands um, and our broad offering to your point, we, we look at the we look at t- two elements. Number one, what's the what's the offering? Mm-hmm. Number two, what is the customer segment that we're trying to uh, go after? Mm-hmm. And then number three, uh, the magic wand. We know that every mark, every part of the U.S. is not the same, mm-hmm. so that's the third. Sure. Each geography has its own market dynamics within, within, upon itself. Mm-hmm. So really, we look at the best feed on the street and mm-hmm. every one of the key categories. It may it may vary by market, it, and so one size doesn't fit all. We want to have the strongest partner mm-hmm. uh, that can really take our offering to market in each one of the customer segments. Have you noticed in, in more recent years, and I'm thinking, I guess I'm thinking mainly about the number rep because it really seemed like they've really bulked up the type of things that they do in lighting. You know, it when, yeah, gosh, if you can even go back 10 or, 10 or 12 years, we started seeing a lot more of the specialty LED companies that came up after like a spring rain, you'd see, and all of a sudden a rep would be carrying a line of LED lights. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know how long this is going to last, but but it's a big it's a big deal, I think, with a company like yourself, comes into the market with your offering there compared to, you know, reps that they've had to transition to be able to handle and take on the responsibility of a big package like they offer versus a lot of the specialty line where they really wasn't all that long. Well, that seemed to have, that was their exposure to lighting not too long ago. Yeah, you're, you're right, Jim. You go back uh, eight years ago, I don't know the percentage, but it was a smaller, definitely a small percentage mm-hmm. of number agents, supply agents, if you will, mm-hmm. um, carried any type of lighting category yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, and uh, it, it would probably it would be hard to find one that doesn't uh, carry yeah. one of the lighting categories. There's a, a lamp, a ballast, or some type of retrofit kit on the LED side. You know, I was I was reading through the uh, most recent annual report, and I always amazed at the percent of revenues that LEDs will account for for a company like yourself. And uh, ramped up, it used to be uh, year by year, you see more and more. Do you think? Yeah, I think at the most recent number, eighty percent in many of the categories. Do you think it's going to level out? Do you think it'll become more? I know there's some tr- probably some traditional lamps that'll just today you'll have to service those segments but is eight about 80 percent? you think that's where it'll be for yeah i'll answer it a little differently it, you know like we've gone back you know to this i love the discussion because we you know history kind of helps yeah. uh you know dick predict, if you will, crystal ball the future. Sure. Not too long ago, think, you know, 10, around 10, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. 80% of the market and also our business was non-LED product. So think right. about that, just yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and now today, as you mentioned, it's it's the other way around. It's now 80%. And um, not many manufacturers made that transition. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we've made that transition and helped drive that change and adoption from, from conventional to LED. And, it, and now it's our intention to drive the next evolution, and that's to sustainable connected lighting solutions, which incorporates LED of all that. And on sustainability, yes, it is about LED and controls are connected, the Internet of thing, Things, but it's also on focus on climate action through energy savings and how can we help circle economy through 3D printing and reduction of materials on the job site that I mentioned um, and safety and security in cities and municipalities. So all of those bundled really help drive our sustainability, which is really what we want to drive the next evolution of uh, of the lighting industry. That, that really is wild when you think that, that it swung that much in just the 10 years from 80 to 80, 80 to 80, from non-LED to a chunk of almost the majority of LED. That, that, that's interesting. 
interesting and it, it certainly provides a lot of interesting challenges and in, in marketing things there just in in marketing that change and in keeping up with that change it's just a special set of circumstances i think that you might not see in some other electrical product categories really i mean there's some people always have a leading edge of their particular product electrical products with lighting it's been virtually the whole industry it seems like it's had to shift into that yeah think about supply chain and the manufacturing and operations yeah. footprint that had to make those changes so it was a it was a massive undertaking yeah in a short period of time yeah you know i, I guess in kind of a related thing too you know you be the company certainly been very active uh taking on some new lines, taking on some really big units and repositioning some existing lines. Maybe if you could give our listeners an overview of where you are with some of the big deals that you've had in recent times. I saw some things on the website about the Genlight Solutions, the package and repositioning that alongside Cooper, where they are, where they're different, and how you try to serve those two uh, packages. Yeah, that's a great question. And um, in the Cooper acquisition um, with with Signify, our, our, go, our go to market strategy. A, you know, of course, Signify is the is the holding company. But then the, the then we had a great portfolio of legacy Signify brands with Garco, Lightelier, Lumet, Color Kinetics, and then of course you have the Cooper Lighting Solutions brands. And our go to market strategy um, has and will be to go to market uh, separately. So Cooper had Cooper Lighting Solutions and their sub brands. So we brought back the Genlight name uh, to, to really identify our go-to-market strategy mm-hmm. on our legacy. We call the legacy Signify mm-hmm. side. So the Genlight Solutions brands. So then you have the Genlight Solutions brands and the Cooper Lighting uh, Solutions mm-hmm. brands uh, really was to define the, our go-to-market strategy was separate. And then mm-hmm. beneath Genlight Solutions, again, ha- have a lot of the legacy brands, mm-hmm. uh, Lead-A-Light, Lightelier, Color Connects that, that I mentioned already. And, uh, and, and you'll see some enhancements to our websites to help identify that and, and really market that the Genlight Solutions brands even more than we have over the last year and a half. It, it's funny you mentioned Color Kinetics. I remember going to a light fair in San Francisco. It was probably late 90s. And it, they had a, it was LEDs at that point, still pretty new. But I remember they had a wall of light and it was almost like very theatrical lighting, changing it. it almost someone, you almost had to have a lighting engineer to change it. But people were amazed at it. And I'm thinking in 10 years time, 20 years time, whatever it might have been. Now people can do a lot of that light changing thing with their an app on their iPhone, but I just, I can still see the crowd at the booth there. Cause that was the color kinetics always had a, a great crowd at the booth and people were amazed at what you could do with lighting. And, and just to see that, it, how that's all changed really. I just, yeah, that always, always makes me smile when I think about that. But similar on the branding strategy. And it was something I picked up at the annual report. You talk about the uh, digital uh, products group and how you're going to be a multi-brand with a brand's B brands and private label products. I, I wasn't certain on that. I thought maybe like comment on yeah, that. And that was uh, probably more global context because in the U.S. for digital oh, okay. products, yeah, how we identified digital products uh, for for the market to <laughs> interpret the internal uh, language, if you will, to external digital products is comprised of really two elements. One is LED lamps. And the other one is what we call LED electronics. So drivers mm-hmm. uh, for LED lamps, as well as retrofit kits. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So th- those are the two components within mm-hmm. that make up digital products, as we call them, that you'll read any public statement. Mm-hmm. Um, and our branding strategy is pretty simple in, in the market. And on LED lamps and retrofit kits, it's Philips. Mm-hmm. And that-, that is the brand that we go to market and it will be the brand that we go to market with. And then on the driver piece, it's advanced, similar to our traditional business on the uh, on the ballast or conventional electronics piece. Uh, but within that, within Philips uh, on LED lamps, we, we do have and built out our strategy of a good, better, best, even though it's a 
Zane Phillips uh, brand itself. We do have a spec. We do have a spec lamp in the same category. Then we have a better, and okay. then we have mm-hmm. uh, then we have a good, which typically, unfortunately, gets price price sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. we do try to have the good, better, best within the Phillips uh, branded portfolio. Yeah, the one thing I wasn't aware of that is the three D lighting, the three D printed uh, lighting. And- yeah, it, uh, it 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 is unique. You see a lot of three D uh, industrial articles. A lot, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of equipment is getting three D printed, and it, it starts with it started around you know 3d printing was was really a, a benchmark for our sustainability story to mm-hmm. and the need to reduce carbon emissions mm-hmm. uh, because they're designed with recycled material um so it's that circular economy and we're, we're always opt- investigating ways to optimize our design so we can use less material and in this case it's it's recycled material so that helps the uh, circular yeah. economy mm-hmm. so that's one the other one, especially in today's supply chain uh, issues that we're having, in a, but it also goes with our local for local manufacturing strategy. Um, so a 3D, a 3D printing piece of equipment is about the size of our desk. And we, we now have uh, 3D printing machines in our facility in Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Um, so local, when I say local for local, it is there. Um, okay. and, and what that does is it really reduces the lead time from concept to manufacturing uh, that would take a tip life cycle of six to nine months from product to development to shipment. And this can be within weeks, if not hours, um, computer generated uh, 3D. And you see a lot of them with pendant mount luminaires, track lighting, smaller size today. It's that local for local and sustainability. It's it's getting great traction, uh, mm-hmm. especially for for those that want that sustainability and that mm-hmm. local. And it's all about educating our customers. Do you see many on some maybe some of the larger public health company where they're maybe evaluating their suppliers on their ESD, some of their their profile of are they providing environmentally sensitive products? Are they does that that seems like it would fit into that type of uh, piece for those to, for those uh, customers? It absolutely is, especially especially the the end user and specifiers lead certification type of facilities, uh, buildings, or uh, the end user wants, wants that sustainability part of their overall footprint in their in their facility as well. I saw another interesting program was the Interact City program and what you're oh, doing yeah. with smart cities and all. And I just, I just like to hear a bit more about that, where it stands and where you see it going. Yeah, um, it's been, uh, it, it, smart city is interesting. Of, of some people ask, what is smart city? Well, yeah. it depends of what the city yeah. or municipality, what their, their use is. So I, I'd say it's going, and it's another benchmark of our connected and sustainability pillars because the, the table stakes for smart city, the easy button is yes, you retrofit conventional to LED, therefore you get your energy saving. But then, the, so that's table stakes for LED retrofit. But then what makes it smart is what if you could use a light fixture system and have it as a asset management tool to remotely monitor energy performance, detect faults ahead of time. Also uh, to predict them, or if a city wants to use lighting as scene management, so they can create different scenes uh, via an app uh, in different areas of the city to bring night to life in certain areas. And then the other one forward thinking what if you could use a light fixture to monitor the environment with street lights, like pollution, noise, snow, and ice? Sure. Um, but you can monitor that with uh, remote monitor that with the street lighting. So it does vary, but those are the it, the capabilities truly yeah. are endless. But we try to hone in mm-hmm. on what uh, what the city has the biggest need for uh, for their make make the lighting an asset and make it smart for them. Yeah, that street lights become very important, very important real estate for cities. I mean, there's a lot yes, you, you can do a lot you can do with that network and in any city there. Had another a, a series of different acquisitions. You had the Pier Light down in Australia, a Telencia 
yeah. that feed into the uh, interact into the smart lighting program? Yeah, it, it does. It, yeah. it uh, yeah, that was the, they're out of the UK and mm-hmm. it was closed uh, mm-hmm. summer of last year. And it, it yeah, it, it's to expand our offering for smart cities. Indeed, mm-hmm. um, you know, for our our brand on smart city, the brand is called Interact, and this is this is in Talenza and will continue to operate independently, super mm-hmm. to the similar to the Cooper Lighting Solutions. But if the city has mm-hmm. A di- once a different technology than Interact, we can bring bring uh, Talenza along and, and show that solution for that city and municipality because we, we we want every we want to show them every every opportunity that we can uh, truly to make their infrastructure become smarter. And, it, and it's funny, Jim, you know, you, you talked about the uh, pronunciation. Uh, we received a couple texts. You bought tes- Tesla? It's like no, it's Talenza. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a that would be a big and radical new move. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> yeah, I saw also the Fluence acquisition. That was that's pretty good size. That was a couple hundred million dollars. I think a pretty good size acquisition as well in that in that particular part of go agricultural products. You hear, certainly hear a lot about that. Yeah, you, yeah. you do. And, um, and that's subject to close the regulatory approvals and mm-hmm. other conditions, of course, um, that's mm-hmm. scheduled to to close uh, the first half this year. Okay. And the, the reason for the acquiring, it, again, similar to our existing agricultural business, it's a great complement mm-hmm. and it will strengthen our growth our agriculture, which is one of our growth platforms as well, food and availability for food, mm-hmm. um, and extend our position in uh, in North all of North America. The horticulture, mm-hmm. uh, both here and Canada, is growing exponentially. So mm-hmm. that definitely great when that closes will be a great addition to our portfolio. Yeah. And I saw the Pure Light uh, down South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand, uh, indoor, uh, so indoor primarily indoor fixtures. Is that is that kind of the focus uh, for on that one? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Yeah, that was a, a great announcement. The, the M&A path is still still yeah. there. Looking at electrical contractors and, you know, I've here I'm picking up more information about contractors that want to help kind of position themselves. It's not a lighting specialist, but to do more lighting retrofit business. And some of it's just, you know, the conversion LED. Sometimes it's a lot more. But if, if you had uh, if you had a, a bunch of contractors in room or maybe at a trade show, what would you like to Tell them about how they can build a business in lighting. What kind of tools does the uh, Signify and, and Philips have available for them? On the lighting retrofit side, it really depends on where they are geographically. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is is mm-hmm. the utility the utility companies have, have been the big driver and enabler for mm-hmm. for retrofits. So mm-hmm. if they if they have if they want to either expand or exist in an area where there's high utility rebates, we mm-hmm. can help them identify. Uh, where those big hot pockets are in the U.S. To, for the low-hanging fruit, if you will, and then from my, for, that's from a lighting retrofit side, and we can we can assist in that. We have that data, and then for just general electrical contractor, really want to focus on on lighting is really to partner with the electrical distributor to help with those labor savings and supply chain logistics, and how they can take the pain points that they may have had in the past on a lighting project mm-hmm. for staging and supply chain and logistics for to partner with the right electrical distributor um, on those on those on those projects that typically uh, to ease the pain that they may have had in the past. Sure. Uh, the flip side, how about distributors? If you were, if you had a group of your distributors, you're some of your best partners, had, had them in a room for 20 minutes, where, how would your layout where, you, where Signify is going to be going for the rest of 2022? Our mantra in for 22 with, with all of our distributor partners is 
22 is, is our shift to growth and how we win together. And, and the how is that um, we're continuing to build that customer-centric organization that I talked about at the beginning. And this, the distributor partner is the center of all of it and how we listen to our distributor partners to be better. Um, and number two is we made large investments for digitalization. Mm-hmm. So we're easy to do business with. What electronic tools from price, availability to delivery and website tools do we have? So you, the, the distributor partner in the community will see improvements on the digitalization uh, for, for 2022. And then going back to the sol- supply chain piece, we're going to continue to invest invest in inventory and our innovative core product portfolio. Uh, you talked about spec um, and also for our discretionary and stock and flow business. So that's number three. And number four, we've talked about it a couple of times, but the drive growth for sustainability. Mm-hmm. So around connected controls for climate action, 3D printing to help address circular economy. Mm-hmm. And then the smart cities you talked about, and that's one of the pillars mm-hmm. for sustainability around safety and security. And then last but not least, we want to make it a great place to work for ourselves and our uh, for each other mm-hmm. and, our, and our customers. Be a great place to work together. We'll continue to listen to our partners. A big help, uh, focus on health and well-being and, uh, and have a diverse and inclusive team and a diverse and inclusive partnership. And we, you know, those, those are the five things. And uh, we strongly believe we, we've got the right things. And if we listen and do those five and focus on those five, we will win together. And our overall purpose is to make our lives brighter and to make the world a better place. And uh, w- with those, we feel like this is the year that we can really uh, shift to growth and, and win together. It sounds like you're going to have a busy year there at Signify. I appreciate you sharing a, a, this overview with Electrical Wholesaling Readers on our Executive Insight series of podcasts. I enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you for, uh, for your time.